Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 205, Place Value, Math is Fun, Three Games to Teach Place Value in the Classroom. So welcome, welcome back. I feel like it's been a little while. I know it's been a little while. I I needed to take a little break. I reached out to my TDTL listies and let them know that I just needed a little bit of a break. And if you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm not a TDTL listie. I didn't know you were taking a break. No wonder you haven't done any new episodes. <laughs> if you want to become a TDTL listie, where I hop into your mail box, your inbox, really, up into your inbox oh, a couple times a week with some tips, some strategies. I let you know about the podcast, any new blog posts. I let you know about some deals. I share strategies and tips and all kinds of love to my TDTL listies. You can hop on in at com. And you will find plenty of ways that you can join my list and also grab some freebies. I don't have a specific link to share with you right at this moment because my website is under construction. So there, I'm moving over. I'm staying on the current platform I use, but I'm moving over, moving like upgrading. So I'm upgrading. So it's going to be a better experience for people. And I am like in the middle of it. And it's like, oh my goodness. So where do I put this? Where do I put that? It makes it a little bit harder, but you can, you'll be able to find, you know, right away on the homepage, you'll be able to find where you can join. Anyway, I have spent the whole last month of March really focusing in on math because one of the things that my TDTListes said when I surveyed them was that they wanted some math things. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on STEM. I'm focusing on makerspace, always focusing on reading comprehension. And I, I'm like, you know what? Math is part of STEM. So I can focus on that for a bit. And also, I wanted to participate in March Mathness, which was super fun. Go team place value. And so now I want to share it with you on the podcast. So today, we're going to talk about three games to teach place value in the classroom. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so I want to tell you a little bit about the structure, like what's going to happen. So I did start blogging. I did start writing some posts as well. That will have more visuals in there and, you know, more more of those kinds of things. But I I know that some people don't have time to check out a blog post and you are, you know, listening to a podcast on your way to school or listening in the shower, I do that. Or you're listening while you're working out or laundry or whatever. And so it's easier for you to consume information or content through listening. And I I am all about that. I am totally with you. I am a podcast lover. I love podcasts and I listen to them nonstop. And I want to continue being able to offer that for you. But I also will have, you know, posts that go along with the podcast so that you can read and look at the, you know, look at examples and see pictures and things like that. So I'm trying to do both, which is a lot. You know, I took a break and I didn't do any of that. And now I'm like full steam ahead with multiple, multiple things going on. But I just want to give you the information and content, the easiest way that you can 
consume it and that you can get what you need. And so I will do, you know, some content based podcasts, but I also want to, I don't want to go away from some of the teacher truths that we face on this podcast. You know, I have you know, been able to use my voice and share my feelings and thoughts in education. I've been in education since 1997. So it's been quite a while. And I was, you know, happy to use my podcast because I had, I struggled with feeling like I was losing my voice in many different situations, one of which was at school. And I feel strongly about speaking up and speaking out for teachers. I've always felt passionate about passionately about, you know, standing up for students and standing up for teachers. And so much so that one time when I was on a team, I had a teacher that my principal was thinking about non-renewing. And I was like, you can't let this person go. She's unbelievable. She's incredible. She's, she, she's definitely was more traditional and his idea of that was, you know, was so different, but I'm like, but she's really effective and she's really good with kids. And isn't that what matters? And so I did like a, um, <laughs> a keynote presentation to, to fight to keep her and he did, and she stayed there and ended up retiring. So let me not right away, you know, later on down the line, but it was, I felt strongly about it. And I have, I still feel strongly about supporting and standing up for teachers. So I want to use this as a place to to do that. So I have a teacher that's coming on shortly, you will hear in the next couple of weeks, one of the episodes, I'm going to try to do that each month where I do some teacher truths, or teacher talk where where I, you know, find someone that's willing to come on the podcast and talk about some of the things that they're that they're facing. So we will, you know, we'll do that. And then I'll also be sharing a podcast episode a month based on a collaborative blog that I am part of. I, I'm fortunate to work with some amazing teacher authors out there who are focused mainly, mainly in second grade. So, but there's lots of information that's relevant for all grades. And so I'll be sharing that on the podcast as well. So let's get on with today. Today, we are talking about place value, math is fun, three games to teach place value in the classroom. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is being sponsored and supported by my end of the year camp unit. End of the year is coming upon us. I know that's crazy. And I think the way to get through the end of the year with, you know, supporting yourself, also engaging your students, teaching until the end, you're not really teaching in this case, you're reviewing skills on that last week of school when it feels like mayhem and insanity. This is the way to make your end of the year magnificent. And I'm not even just saying that. When I did this unit in my classroom, I was like, this is the best last week of school I've ever had. And at that point, I had been teaching, I don't know, maybe 15, 14 or 15 years. And I'm like, this is incredible. So fun. So it, it has activities for every subject, reading, writing, math, science, social studies. And there's a lot of independent time where kids are either working in partners or small groups. And they are doing things to you know prepare for what, whether they're playing a math game or they're doing a reader theater practice and they're doing doing all kinds of really cool things. And then there's times where I come back and I'm involved or I get to participate as well. But there's also a lot of time for teachers to go to the side and do what you need to do so that you know, you're filling out your placement cards, you're working on cumes, you're doing report cards, you're doing all that end of the year craziness. 
And let's actually work at work. So this end of the year camp theme is a camp. It's a it's a camp theme, and you and you can even you know decorate your room if you want to. You can have a campfire in the middle. You can put your kids in a circle. You can just have them bring sleeping bags. You don't have to go as crazy as that. You can just use the activities, but it's just so much fun. You can find my end of the year camp unit and all my theme units on my store on TPT Trina Debery Teaching and Learning. I hope that you will check that out. Let's get on with the show. So are you ready to make teaching place value fun in second grade? Now I know what you're thinking. (laughs) How can teaching place value to second graders be fun? For some kids, math is really anything you know, but enjoyable. It's not, it's a struggle. It's hard for them or they get that mentality where they think it's hard for them and then they stay in that mindset always believing that it's difficult. So making math and place value fun and engaging can really help your most reluctant math students jump for joy. With the right tools of the trade, it is possible to get everyone excited to better understand two-digit and three-digit numbers. Now, whether you are dealing with first graders or second graders and they're learning about the ones place, the tens place, the hundreds place, or the thousands place, there are plenty of engaging ways for kids to practice their skills in the place value of the digits. So one of the ways is some free math games, some place value games designed to help students understand the place value system in a classroom setting. Now, I want you to know if you're thinking to yourself, we're way past place value, Trina. Why are you talking about place value in April? And part of it is because often when we have students, we know that some of the essential math skills that we have to teach second graders or first, even first graders are adding and subtracting. And in second grade, we hit that two-digit, three-digit addition and subtraction with regrouping. And that feels like pulling teeth. And we sometimes, we, you know, we want them to be really solid in that. So then they move on to third grade and then they, they're multiplying, dividing. And we do start some repeated addition multiplication in second grade, but we do want them to be really solid with a solid understanding. And the reason that they aren't sometimes, the reason that they struggle with those kinds of, con, those kinds of, you know, things like um, subtraction and addition regrouping is because they don't have a clear understanding of place value. So when we really give them that practice in place value and they really, really grasp that, then they're better able to grasp those more difficult concepts. So that's that's why I'm bringing this up. Because if, you're ha- if you have a chance to do a little bit of review or even a little bit of spiral work in your classroom, then going back to place value can really benefit you with, with those those later concepts or the concepts they may not still be grasping. So let's talk about top three games to teach place value in the classroom. So one game that I found, it's an online game and it's place base 10 bingo and it's from ABCA. Now ABCA is one of, is a part of the IXL family and if you know anything about IXL you know that it's a very reputable company that d- does a lot of practice in online on the online setting with math and they've even added reading to their repertoire. But they have a lot of little companies that go underneath of underneath the big umbrella of IXL and one of them is ABCA. And it's another fun 
example of materials that you can use, games that you can use in your classroom, and this is free. Um, TPT is actually a family, a little partner now with IXL. Not really a partner. IXL is the big umbrella, bought TPT, and now TPT is part of that as well. So now we are a part of the IXL family. So that's exciting. But anyway, um, ABCA is a fun place to play games, like a fun online tool. You definitely will need devices in your classroom to do that, but it is such a great way for kids to practice. So Base 10 Bingo is a fun online game that uses good old fashioned bingo to help students master place value. You can set your kids up on abc.com. Students choose between two digit numbers and three digit numbers or more. Then they play bingo. You collect bingo bugs as you play and kids think the game is so fun. Anytime you give little rewards to students, they love that that reward system in a game. I think that's why games are so powerful. And I have to tell you this quick story that's a little bit off track. I have been <laughs> I've been practicing French and I am going to Canada this summer and I'm super excited about going to Quebec City. It's not, I know we want to say Quebec in America, but it's actually Quebec. Quebec City in Canada and I'm really excited about it and I want to be able to speak a little bit of French. I took French in high school. I really struggled. I have dyslexia. I have talked about that on the podcast and learning a language for a person with dyslexia is really difficult because dyslexia is a language-based like deficit. And it's almost like that part of your brain, I don't want to say doesn't work properly. It's just is it's not as strong as the other some other parts of your brain. And so it makes language learning very difficult. And it also makes like breaking the alphabetic principle or alphabetic code difficult as well. And there's ways to, you know, strategies around that. And there's, we've got to kind of re, we got to recreate these paths in our brain in order to overcome some of these obstacles and learning languages is, is one of them. So I, I took it in, in high school. I ended up taking Spanish in college, which makes no sense. And then I was super confused. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. But anyway, so when we decided to go to Canada, my mom and my stepdad and I, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to start taking French again. So I've been taking it on... Um, oh my goodness, it just went right on my head. Duolingo? Du I think it's Duolingo. Yeah. And which is, it's like a game. It's like you're playing a game and it's so much more fun than it has ever been for me. And I have to say, like learning language was never fun for me. Now I'm having fun. I love the cha-ching or whatever it does when you get it right. I love that they have little graphic, graphics that pop up. I love that they have little characters that are like rooting you on. I love like having to race a clock sometimes. It's all those kind of game-like elements that makes it so much more fun. And I definitely understanding it so much better than I did when I was younger, which I think is very interesting because, you know, when you're younger, your brain's like a sponge. The older I get, I'm like, ah, but it is really cool. And so while I've been playing this game, I'm thinking about kids and how they feel about learning, especially when it feels like something really difficult. And in this case, it might be place value for them. In my case, it's French. But in in the case of students, it's like anything that we can make game-like just makes it that much more engaging and that much more, it feels more relevant. It feels more exciting. It's the, it's the positive reinforcement. It's the bonuses. It's the, it's the, you know, the fun part of it. That's what makes it so much better. So anyway, so students, 
really enjoy games. The best part of this game is how you can differentiate. Even first graders can play with two-digit numbers and will learn the correct places for numbers. Students use a traditional bingo card. The base 10 blocks are shown and the students have to use these blocks to count out the number. If they have the total on their bingo sheet, they click the number that represents the model. Students quickly learn that numbers have different values based on the position of a digit. So get ready to hear lots of shouts or whispers, if you want to tell them to whisper, bingo, in your classroom. So fun. So that's just one of the examples, and that is Base 10 Bingo from ABCA. Another fun free game from ABCA is Base 10 Fun. So Base 10 is another fun game on abca.com that allows students to practice place value with Base 10 blocks. There are three options, read and make, listen and create, and count and write. Kids choose a game mode based on their desired level of difficulty. Kids can also select ones, tens, and hundreds, these as place value options. As a fun bonus, kids can choose different snake styles when they answer five questions correctly. Silly things like snake styles makes all the difference. I know it sounds crazy, but it really does work. There's a lot of research on game-based learning. And I remember when I was getting my master's in educational technology and media design, and I took a game class. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I had no idea how powerful it was. And our professor actually made a, and I kind of had a negative thing to be, to be honest, when I first started, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. We had to play World of Warcraft. And I was, I'm like, I don't want to play this. I don't want to play this game. I cannot help but get into it, have so much fun and learn so much from that, that I, I'm like, oh, okay, you've got me. You hooked me. You showed me that this actually is motivating. There is like an incentive in this. So anyway, incentives such as snake styles inside a game format make the game more engaging for kids and encourages them to keep going. So those are that's another fun one. And then the last free game that I want to talk to you about, which is mine, and I offer it to you for free. And this is where you can, you know, go, I'll drop the link in the show notes. I can't say the link out loud because I don't have a short link, unfortunately, due to my new website change. I will eventually... Um, Maybe I do. Maybe I do have, maybe it's, maybe I do have, um, if you go to Trina Devery teaching and forward slash beat it, that might be, that might be the link. If, if not, I'm going to drop it in the show notes. So anyway, it's called Number Beat It. And it is such a fun game for kids to play while listening to the song Beat It by Michael Jackson. Now, if you're an 80s kid, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, then you're going to have to go listen to the song and have fun with it for the first time. Um, for me, it's an oldie, but a goodie. So kids can, t- can take turns trying to beat the large numbers. Strategy is at play when the kids can move the cards around and try to make the bigger number. So what happens is students get uh, that you I have the game boards and the pieces and everything's included in this freebie. So they have a stack of cards like you shuffle them up, shuffle up the stack of cards and each student is drawing one card at a time. And they're trying to build the biggest number if they're let's say they're playing to the thousands or you might want to start with the hundreds, or maybe even a review with the tens and I do have boards for all these different levels. And so they draw, they're trying to build the biggest number. They're trying to beat each other's number. 
So that's that's what they do. And then when they're when they filled out their board, they can even move their cards around, which that's where they have to think about. Like if I my biggest number I've drawn is a seven, I want to put that and the highest place value, either in the thousands or the hundreds, depending on what you're playing, and then go down from there. But not everybody figures that out right away. So that doesn't seem like a strategy that they get right away. But then when they start to understand that, it makes a huge difference. Then they have to record it on a recording sheet, and they have to use the greater than, less than, or equal than to sign so that they're getting used to comparing numbers. So students can compare the place value of each digit with their partner's given number, increasing place value understanding. So like I said, if students are playing for the hundreds place, they will compare the place value of a digit to see who has the larger number. Even children in kindergarten, first grade, they have a great deal of experience with the with the digit value. But most ch- children will become familiar with recording whole numbers on paper and comprehending the positional value when also pract- placing numbers in the correct position to the tens place. As a second grade teacher, we take it from there. Yet sometimes place value does feel tricky for kids. And this game of number beat it will allow your students to practice place value in a fun and engaging manner. Use this game as a warm up in your math block or place it inside a math center to use again and again, laminating the cards and the board to last longer. Add white cubes or orange rods or orange squares to help students understand the one-to-one relationships to numbers if needed. Math manipulatives can often help solidify a concept. And if you don't have math manipulatives, there that there are some online manipulatives, which I think make a huge difference. But I think it's important for them to hold them. And even if they're paper, like I just think they're so important. They do have those cheaper like foam ones. I have green, um, you know, all the the ones, tens, hundreds, thousands, I have a green, they're foam, like they're foamy. So they're so much cheaper. And I had them for, I had a class set. So my kids got to use, I just think manipulatives are so important. It's really hard for me to imagine that classrooms don't have manipulatives. And I know that they don't. They That was never the case when I was teaching. We always had a plethora of manipulatives, old manipulatives from old series. So there was always so many manipulatives to be found if you knew where to look in the nooks and crannies of a school. So check it out. Make sure that you don't have old ones lying about somewhere because you definitely want that. Kids need that that hard, that hard concrete example when things start to feel abstract. So that is how you play. I can actually share the directions. I'm going to share the directions really quickly. So you first, they shuffle the cards and place the deck numbers down on the table. Each player uses one row of boxes on the beat it mat. And again, you choose the hundreds or the thousands. In each round, players take turns turning over the top card from the deck and placing it on the number side up on any empty any empty box. Each player turns three or four, again, depending on the hundreds or thousands. Each player sets their three to four cards on their row of the beat it mat. At the end of the round, players read their numbers aloud and compare them. Each player records the comparison on their beat it record record, record sheet, and the player with the more significant number for the round scores a point. Play They play five rounds for the game, and then they shuffle the deck between matches. The player with the most points wins the game. Now, again, strategy comes into play when they move their cards about and you can grab number beat it for free. And I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it is Trina Debrie teaching and learning.com forward slash beat it. And if not, grab it in the show notes. 
If you're looking for a way to make place value more fun for your students, look no further. These three games are sure to set to get them engaged and excited about learning. The best part is they can be easily implemented in any classroom. So what are you waiting for? Give the students the gift of learning place value with the, these top three games. Plus, Number Beaded is available as a free download, so you have nothing to lose. And you get to rock out to some 80s music while the kids play. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you had... To, you know, got some ideas to take away to use in your classroom on place value. I want to remind you that today's episode is supported by my end of the year camp unit. And if you are really prepping and ready to go for end of the year, you're going to want to grab this unit. It's so fun. I do have a bundle. I do have a bundle of the, with this camp unit where you get the print version and the digital. Digital helps you save on the copies because they're you know, can be a decent amount of copies. And it also comes with the STEM themed camp STEM theme challenges. So fun. The bundle is definitely so fun, but you're going to probably need more than a week. So you're, there's so many activities that you're going to, you might want more than a week. You might want us to do it like a week and a half. So that will take you to the end of the year though. So I hope that you enjoy that. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.